Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. Yes, we cover it all. Well, today is November 3rd. And, of course, I do catalog these by date, So, and it's uh, published every Wednesday. So go back and listen to the other ones that I've uh, published. They're really interesting. Today, my guest is Darren Renson. Well, Darren's been with us several times, and he's also with Monogram. He happens to be the senior area sales manager. And Monogram, if you listen to these podcasts, is one of my great sponsors. So, Darren, welcome back. Thanks, Nancy. Glad to be back. Uh, Well, it's so much fun to talk to you about appliances, and today we're going to actually make it real simple for people. We're going to talk about how convection works, how steam works, and um, all about smart appliances. So let's start with the convection oven. A lot of people are jumping into a convection oven. They don't even know what it is, but they like to have the newest and greatest in their kitchen. So let's uh, do convection oven 101. Tell me, what's, yeah. what is it? Yeah, so a convection oven is, is really just an extension of your, your conventional oven. It's an additional technology built into the product to really give you better results when you cook. So what a convection oven is, is it's an additional fan in the back of the oven and usually a heating fan, a heating element around that fan that just circulates air around the inside of the oven that helps the food cook faster and, and more evenly. Oh, so will it crisp any foods? Yeah, so one of the benefits of the air moving around the food is that it actually helps provide a more crispy result, uh, almost like an air fryer. Um, just simply because the air moving around kind of crisps up up the skin of the food that you're cooking. Hmm. Okay, so what's the difference between a convection oven and conventional oven? Uh, When I work with clients there, I always say, well, you're going to get a convection oven. They don't know the difference. What is the advantage and all that? Of course, a convection oven costs a little bit more than your convention oven conventional oven and your convection oven um, has the opportunity of cooking either way right yeah so a lot of people get tripped up and they say well i don't want a convection oven i don't i don't need that the first thing to remember is that all convection ovens are also conventional ovens right it's just an additional feature that your oven has to give you better results so a conventional oven generally just gave you the option of baking or broiling, right? And when you bake, the heat comes from the bottom and it's directed at the food from the bottom. And when you broil, you know, the the heat comes from the top and it's directed at the food from the top. Well, adding a convection option to your oven adds that heat in the back with the fan, like I mentioned before, and circulates the the air around more, more evenly. And if you think about how you used to bake, if you were baking three cookies, three racks of cookies at once, you would have to halfway through take that bottom rack, take it out and put it on the top rack and take the top rack and put it on the bottom rack. Otherwise, the cookies on the bottom were going to burn and the right. cookies on the top wouldn't be done, right? Right. And, and so what convection ovens do is solve that issue by moving the air around. It actually creates a more even oven cavity throughout. So you don't have to rotate your food halfway through and worry about burning them from the bottom because the air is moving around. Right. So you eliminate hot spots, which most ovens have. 
um, right. unfortunately. Right. Um, so, hmm, so I usually tell people, well, get the convection oven, and then if you don't like it, just keep using conventional. But eventually, you'll want the convection oven, and it'll be too late if you don't get it with the conventional oven. So, yeah, right? for sure. And, and yeah. In, in all honesty, these days, I would say probably about 80% of models on the market today are convection. Um, so it's like trying to find a car without a seatbelt. Uh, oh, good good they're, analogy. Yeah. They're pretty standard, and they're standard because they're better. Well, okay. I keep reading that your convection oven is actually an air fryer. Um, I have to go back and say there are so many little countertop appliances available. And if you were to fall for all the advertising, you'd end up with no counter space because you'd have all these little appliances lined up when actually you're you're doubling up on things instead of an air fryer if you have a convection oven you're doing the same thing an air fryer does right yeah and you're absolutely right i mean all the the gadgets and what's it's taking up countertop space these days not only um doesn't give you room to prep your food but it makes your kitchen look more cluttered so if we can avoid that you're actually going to get the benefit of all the technology without actually having to take up your counter space. So an air fryer is um, essentially very much like a convection oven in that it moves around air to kind of create a frying effect. It's not actually frying your food, obviously. In order to fry your food, you have to get a deep fryer. But what it's doing is kind of creating a crispy fried effect on your food by moving around the air. One of the great things about monogram ovens is that in addition to being convection ovens, we actually have an air fry mode. And what that does is it actually moves the air around faster than a convection oven to give even a more of an air frying effect. Yeah, I noticed that there are less I'm going to say recipes for deep fried foods or people are more aware and uh, trying to be more healthy. So that's why a lot of people are going for the air fryer. That's um, right. Yeah. You don't yeah, have to add the, any additional fats or oils to kind of get right, that. But the convection effect. oven. Well, the other thing is I was reading. Yes, I don't have an air fryer because I have a convection oven, but. I actually have two convection ovens, but um, the air fryer is cute and tiny, and if you want to do more than six French fries, you've got to go to the bigger convection ovens. So there's pros and cons. If you still want an air fryer and you live alone, that's a good idea. You know, you don't, you can cook small amounts, but I would recommend a convection oven. So I do a lot of baking in the convection oven, and I will say that just about everything I make um, is done in a convection oven. When do you not want to push the button for convection? So like I mentioned before, convection gives you great even results, but it also speeds up the cooking process. And because air is moving around really quickly, it's a little bit Hard, it's a little bit hard on delicate foods. So there are some instances where you would want to just use a conventional mode, like a bake mode. Um, and that's going to be stuff like custards or souffles or cakes. You don't want the outside of a cake cooking way faster than the inside. Otherwise, you're going to have a nice crispy exterior and then batter in the middle. Right. Um, I noticed that I will bread something, whether it's chicken or, or any other meat. Uh, and then I'll um, spray some oil on the pan, put the cooking the meat on the pan, and then cook 
um, just for a short amount of time, maybe 15 minutes. You can push the convection oven button the last five minutes, or you can do it at the beginning. But what it's going to do is crisp up the top. And you may want it crispy and you may not. So I, I enjoy cooking on in convection ovens. But I will say, and people have to realize this, if your meat or whatever you're cooking is below the rim of the pan, the convection isn't going to work. Do you want to explain why? Yeah, so the benefits of convection are realized when air touches the food, the warm air touches the food. And if you're cooking in a high-rimmed pan or, for example, in a casserole dish with the lid on, mm -hmm. you're not really getting any of the benefits of the air movement. I like to put it like this. Do you burn faster in your backyard or when you're laying out at the beach? Well, it's when you're laying out at the beach, right? Mm-hmm. And that's because the offshore breeze, the air is blowing away a thermal barrier, allowing the heat or the sun to penetrate the skin better. And so if you were wearing clothes, um, or in this case, in a casserole dish, you're not going to get the benefit of the breeze or the air movement to allow the heat to penetrate more deeply and, and give you that nice tan. So you, you need to make sure if you want to get the benefits of convection, all of the food that you want to get the benefit of the convection is exposed to the moving air. So low rimmed uh, cookie sheets or for large cuts of meat, they make these V roasting pans that pull the meat up out of the um, roasting dish. As much of the food that can get touched by the air as possible is what's going to give you the benefit of convection cooking. Right. It just makes sense because the air is going to float right over the food touching the rim of the pan and not touching the food. So that makes sense. Just think about it, people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. That's that's a good point. Um, otherwise, other than cooking your um, custards or your delicate pastries, a convection is almost a necessity, I find. Okay. There's a, yeah, there's almost nothing you're not going to get better results with when you cook with convection. Yeah. Well, now we're going to go to steam ovens. What is a steam oven? How does that work? Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's pretty much in the name there, right? It's, uh, yes. it's an oven that cooks with steam. So we just finished talking about convection ovens and how it uses air to cook. Um, steam is a little bit different. It actually uses water to cook. And the way that it works is that it heats up water to the point of being steam, which is 212 degrees Fahrenheit, right? If you remember our high school science class, that's the, the boiling point of water. Mm -hmm. um, and all the little molecules of water start moving around really, really, really fast. And that's what's called kinetic energy. And so that kinetic energy is actually um, transmitted in the form of heat and it transfers the heat to the food. So essentially what we're doing is we're cooking food with steam. So the food is in this chamber that's full of steam and all that energy of all the heat of all the little molecules moving is actually what's what's cooking the food. And you're not using a, an, a direct heat from a heating element. You're actually using the energy of boiling water. I noticed that the appliance companies are really thinking more in with the healthy aspect of cooking, uh, convection oven, we just talked about it instead of frying, bake, and you can still crisp it up. And now the steam oven is all about healthy eating, right? 
Yeah. So one of the big benefits of, of using a steam oven is, is the, um, the health benefits of it, because you're, you don't need to add fats or oils to cook the food. Um, and you're not going to dry out the food and lose all those valuable, um, vitamins that are built into the food by cooking it out. So it really does provide a nice benefit to cook with steam versus cooking in a traditional oven. And what can you cook anything in a steam oven or are there also foods that you shouldn't put in a steam oven like we did with convection? Certain things don't work for convection. Um, what are the foods that we can't cook in a steam oven if there are any? Yeah, so um, a steam oven, you know, does have some nice benefits. It can cook uh, foods that, you know, most people think about like vegetables or fish. Um, you can also really, you know, cook proteins in a steam oven as well. You can, you know, cook a, a steak in a steam oven. You can cook a uh, chicken breast. You can cook a whole turkey in a steam oven. All great benefits. The things that you wouldn't want to cook in a steam oven are those things that you want to come out crispy and dry. Um, so like roasted Brussels sprouts or something along those those lines, because it's a very moist cooking environment. And if you're looking for a dry, crispy result, you're not going to get that when you cook in a steam oven. So does the monogram steam oven have any other um, ways of cooking? Do they have a convection mode or is it just pure steam? Yeah, it's a great question. So the, monog the monogram steam oven, which we just launched this year, is what's called a combi steam oven. And what that means is that in addition to the ability to cook with just pure steam, which is the technology I mentioned before, you have the ability to cook with uh, traditional heating elements like you would in a traditional oven or a convection oven. So, in, so you have steam to cook with. We also have bake and broil options or convection ovens in this. And you can actually cook with one, the other, or both. And when you cook with both is really where the magic happens. So you were saying about Brussels sprouts, you could steam them, and then when you pull them out, they're going to be mushy, soggy. I hate to say mm. it. But if you cook with both modes, steam and convection, will you pull them out with a crispy outer and then a softer inside the, the uh, Brussels sprout or any other vegetable we can talk about? But is that yeah. the way that works? Exactly. Yeah. So one of the drawbacks of cooking with just pure steam is that it really doesn't give you that um, malleard reaction, right? Which is that nice uh, crispiness, almost like uh, if you were to sear a steak or roast vegetables, it's kind of the burning of the sugars on the outside. Mm -hmm. But you, what you can get with the combi steam oven, like Monogram offers, is the ability to cook the inside with the benefit of steam while maintaining all the moisture and the, uh, the vitamins of the food. And then you can finish it off in the same cavity with a, a roast setting and actually still get that beautiful malleard reaction. So if you were to do a steak and you were to use both modes and... I'm thinking the steak is going to uh, spread some grease around the oven. Is this oven self-cleaning? So steam ovens, unfortunately, are not self-cleaning um, in, in, in the way that you think of it. Uh -huh. And that is to say that typically self-cleaning is a button you press where it gets to 950 degrees, right? And right. all the little bits of food on the inside are incinerated. Well, a steam oven has a very moist cavity. And right. so what that means is stuff doesn't get baked onto the oven. And you don't really need a traditional 
self-clean mode. All you really need to do is simply wipe out the interior after you cook. All the food is going to be loosely um, wipeable anyway. Mm. So a self-clean really isn't necessary for a steam oven because nothing gets baked on in the first place. Well, think about that. So if you don't get a chance to clean, you're, you've got... Um, some sort of group of people that you're serving the steak or the roast beef or whatever. If you go back the next day, would it be possible to turn the steam oven on to make the cavity moist and so that it's easier to clean? Would you got that, it. Would that work? Okay. That's exactly how it works. Yeah. And that's why we actually built that technology into our wall ovens as well. So we have a steam clean option on the monogram built in wall ovens where you just add a little bit of water inside. It runs essentially a steam clean cycle and then everything comes out with the wipe. I'm sure I'm not the only one who thinks of easy clean. I don't want anything that's going to take me a long time to clean. So this is a good um, a good way of using the steam oven too to use mm-hmm. it as a well, quote unquote a self cleaning item, um, more or less. I'm sure once they run the steam, it's really easy to clean the inside. You just have to wipe everything down, right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, you just take a a paper towel and you wipe it down. No chemicals required. Hmm. Well, tell me a little bit about making bread in a steam oven. That's the first thing I saw when I saw a demo of a steam oven years ago. I was so impressed with that. Is that easy to do? Yeah, that's one of the one of the great things you can definitely do in a steam oven. You know, if you go into a professional bakery, the humidity of the inside of the oven when they're baking bread is is critical to the result of what they're baking. And you'll see professional bakers opening up the the oven and taking a spray bottle and spraying down the bread because what that does is it kind of allows it to get that nice brown uh brown finish on the outside while the inside's continuing to bake so yeah i mean that's that's a perfect function of a steam oven you can set your humidity level and then um actually bake some of the most wonderful bread you've ever had where it's soft and moist on the inside but it has a nice crisp texture on the outside like a beautiful sourdough loaf so from a design standpoint and also a functional standpoint if you're doing a kitchen And you have, well, you're cooking and you have somewhat of uh, maybe more than three people in the family, maybe two people. Maybe you just love to cook. I would suggest getting a steam oven with convection and stacking it with a convection oven. So you end up with two ovens, two convection ovens, one steam oven, one conventional oven. You're actually getting four modes out of these two ovens, right? At least, depending on what what manufacturer you put in there, Um, because there's so many different um, technologies that are built into ovens these days. There's there's really not a whole lot you can't do with with a setup like that. Right. So years ago, we used to get two big ovens, stack them, and all they did was cook. It was just a thermal oven. Mm -hmm. Then convection started coming out. So people would say, well, I don't really need two convection ovens. We'll do one convection uh, thermal and another thermal. I remember those days years ago. And now I'm always talking to people about using a convection, small convection oven, and then you can add a steam convection. So you you can actually use both at the same time. They would be great for the holidays. And they have smaller cavities uh, than the normal uh, single thermal oven, right, typically? 
Am I wrong? T- yeah, typically they're smaller. So what you'll end up doing is probably using that big oven only around the holidays. I was going to say then, that. Yeah. yeah Once a use year. Use your steam convection. If yeah, you don't want a big, yeah. If you don't want a big oven in your kitchen, go out to eat. You, because really nowadays. Once a year does not warrant having a huge oven. Um, a lot of people are ordering out. So they bring the food in or they go to a restaurant. So these, if you want to put two ovens in your kitchen, having a convection thermal small and then stack it with a steam oven, I think that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, now i got to talk a little bit about Monogram. Their intelligent appliances are built to enhance their, your kitchen, cuisine, and beyond. Experience peace of mind, convenience, and an optimized performance with the Smart HQ app, which we will talk about in a couple of minutes. Watch Elevate, which elevates the way you interact with your home and appliances by allowing you to do things like preheating your oven from your phone and checking how much time remains on your dishwasher cycle. So if you want to learn more about Monogram appliances, go to monogram.com, or you can visit your local showroom so that you can see these appliances in person. So let's quickly talk about smart appliances and that Smart HQ app. Yeah, so um, almost all monogram appliances are smart appliances, mm-hmm. and uh, they all live on the Smart HQ app, which you can download from the iOS store or Google Play. Um, you know, uh, we have one for the last three years, the um, IoT or Internet of Things Gold Award of uh, Smart Appliance Manufacturer of the Year. And that's simply because we really are on the, on the forefront or the cutting edge of what you can do with these smart appliances. I think the, the capabilities and the implementation of technology still is relatively in its infancy. Um, and as more and more people become uh, adopting the technology, what you're going to find is that, you know, we've, we've been there, we've always been there, and you're going to be glad if you elect to go with Monogram Appliances because, you know, we're really building quite a robust platform on the Smart HQ platform. Well, I have a question about Smart Appliances. What if somebody buys appliances and then a year later they say, okay, fine, I'll get the app? Are those appliances automatically... Um, connected to the app or when they buy the appliance they have to specify that it is a smart appliance so it's a it's a great question so whether or not an appliance can can be connected is really determined at the time of uh, purchase whether or not the the technology is built into the appliance however you don't have to connect it even though it can be connected And what that means is if you were to, for example, buy a monogram professional range today, get it installed in your home, but don't download the app or don't connect it, um, that's fine. It's going to work just fine and it'll be a great range for you. But if time goes on and you start to realize, well, maybe there's some great stuff that I could really be doing, all you have to do is then download the app and then connect it. And from there on out, you have all the additional benefits. And, you know, we we always say um, our appliances are better when they're connected. And that's that's true because one of the benefits of connecting appliances these days is just like anything else, 
you know, we're going to make your appliance better over time. And that is, we may add features, we may add technology, we may add capabilities that your appliance can do in two, three, four years down the road that it necessarily couldn't do out of the box. And we're gonna push those updates out over the air. And if you're connected, you'll get the benefit of all that additional technology. So for example, when we, when we earlier this year, we released uh, AirFry into um, professional ranges and, and other ranges um, that have been made for like the last few years. And even though that technology wasn't built into the range at the factory, because it's connected, we can add that technology three years down the road. Wow. I didn't know that. That's like your computer being updated by somebody a thousand miles away. Um, so you can you also, um, if you're connected, would the homeowner be able to know if the item needs service and what the problem is? Yeah, that's so that's a great question. So your, your Hey Darren, will, I'm loaded with great questions. You know yeah. that. <laughs> your homeowner is going to probably know if there's a problem with their appliance. Uh, that would that would be my guess. And what the what the app allows you to do is schedule service. And because it's registered with the app, all you can, it's usually just a couple clicks. One of the, the other benefits of the technology built into the appliance is on the service side. And so what that means is our technicians can come out to the house and connect to the appliance on the service side. And they'll be able to run a series of diagnostics on your appliance and really pinpoint what the issue is versus having to kind of take a bunch of guesses and stabs at it. It's like having an x-ray machine versus a doctor just kind of cutting you open and seeing what the problem is. Okay. Um, so it's it's really a nice benefit on the service side, too, to have the connectivity. So we actually have a smart HQ service side as well. Mm. Well, okay, I have to admit that I, I do have um, monogram appliances, but they're not smart appliances because I just didn't get them. They weren't available at that time. But my refrigerator decided that it wasn't going to uh, hold the temperature. And so uh, when it stopped, when the temperature read, uh, I don't know what it was, 48 in the refrigerator, and everything was warm and everything in the freezer had to frost it. Is it possible that if you have a smart freezer slash refrigerator, it will say, hey, take your stuff out of the refrigerator and freezer because something's wrong here. If somebody had said, if something had said to me, if I got a, a notice that said, beware, the temperature's going down, hurry up and empty your freezer, that would have really been helpful. With a smart refrigerator slash freezer, does, is there anything like that where it can warn you in advance? Yep. Yeah. Oh. So um, push alerts are definitely part of the platform of the smart HQ technology. And so not only would you get an alert if you get a high temperature reading. Um, you'll get an alert if you leave the fridge door open. Um, you'll get an alert if you're running low on dishwasher pods, and it'll ask you if you all want to reorder or automatically reorder dishwasher pods so you don't go to run the dishwasher and realize you don't have any detergent left. Hmm. Too bad the refrigerator won't do my shopping. Not yet. Pretty soon, though, right? Right. Well... Did I miss anything? I think we covered everything. We covered convection ovens, steam ovens, and smart appliances. Do you have anything to add other than I want you to just kind of mention about the um, back orders and the problems that everybody's having? 
Yeah, there's no secret that, um, you know, the appliance industry, um, not unlike a lot of other industries, are really dealing with some challenges when it comes to availability. And, Mm -hmm. you know, simple supply demand economics has shown that um, with this huge increase in demand, it's difficult to keep up with supply. And, you know, you see price increases across the board and things like plywood, lumber, and a lot of materials that, you, that you're looking at when you're sure. undergoing a home remodel or new construction. And all I would say is this, um, this just the sooner that you can decide what you want to put in your home materials-wise and finished goods-wise, appliances, cabinets, tile, plumbing, anything like that, you're going to be best served placing your order as soon as possible once you've decided what you want because timelines are running a lot longer than they used to these days. Mm -hmm. And being able to kind of get your name on the list of things that you want to purchase and get those ordered, you're only going to be doing yourself favors down the road when it comes time to install all these products. Right. And as you mentioned before, if your order isn't complete, and you're waiting for one or two things, take delivery on what they have. And you will actually be helping your appliance dealer. Uh, So if, in other words, like you were saying before, Darren, if you order a package of a range, a refrigerator, um, a dishwasher, and you're missing one of those items, take the other two that have come into town and store them if you can and just wait for the other one. Um, I guess everybody is in this mode, unfortunately. And you just, you know, you have to be optimistic. Things will get better. You know, maybe they'll get better after you complete your renovation or you, you know, you're uh, building a house and maybe things won't be better for another two years. But we have to be positive, right? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to be but positive and just yeah. keep, uh, keep your head down and do your best. Yeah. Well, this podcast is also sponsored by Thermador, so I have to give them a shout out. Thermador is is luxury appliances redefined. They've got two customized collections to suit your style, the masterpiece and the professional collection. Two distinctive design stories while providing every necessary ingredient required to personalize your home. Experience unparalleled innovation and performance across cooling, cooking, and dish care, now featuring smart kitchen appliances enabled with Home Connect. Basically, Monogram and Thermador are two of your best appliances. That's why I like that they sponsor my podcast. To learn more about Home Connect and more about Thermador appliances, go to Thermador.com or visit your local showroom where you can see, touch, and feel and learn more about Thermador appliances. Well, any last-minute words? No, thanks for having me on, Nancy. It was great talking about uh, a little bit of technology, both old and new with you, and I uh, look forward to the next time we have the opportunity to chat. Yes, me too. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show, and please subscribe on the platform you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. We have so much information on these podcasts. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Darren, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo. I also do a weekly podcast with my techie son, Dan. We talk about everything but design on Hugo Floss found on many platforms. And I also have a segment there where I kvetch about things that irk me. So if you're really interested, listen to Hugo Floss. 
And if you want to be a guest on that podcast and talk about anything and everything, please email me at join at hugofloss.co. Again, Darren, thank you for joining me for this podcast. You're welcome. Pleasure. And have a great day. And everybody, stay safe. <laughs>